This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hey everyone, Paul Cochran here, Providence Advisors Group. Our little show is Making Finances Easier, 865-770-5031. I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Garrett Crawford. Garrett, how you doing? Buenos dias, happy Saturday. Well, uh, today we've got a fun topic, one that I could do several episodes on, but first, trivia. Garrett, what's the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, yeah, today uh, we actually did something fun at the office. We went out for a, uh, a team lunch. I think there was six or seven of us there. Seven, yeah. Seven were growing. And uh, Cindy, before we went, she said, now, Garrett, how old are you? I, I can never remember. If, you seem younger. And I said, oh, I'm turning 36 this year in a couple weeks. And uh, I told her, I said, as I approach 40, you know, my body <laughs> feels like it's approaching 40. <laughs> and so we laughed together. But I say all that. Uh, I'd say my worst injury, uh, you know, happened last year. It wasn't fan- a fantastic injury, but uh, it was a low-key chronic back pain. Uh, and so it's like if I could wish away some uh, some injury in my life, it'd probably be this one. It, you know, it's not terrible bad. I can do pretty much anything I want to. But there's just a little chronic constant reminder mm, that it mm. kind of hurts to put my socks on. And uh, it's better than it was. I'm, I go to this uh there's a PT place here in town called Physio Labs, and they've been helping me strengthen my muscles. But, uh, you know, that's I, I've had a couple broken arms in my day, a couple other things. But uh, I'll take uh, uh, really hard, quick pain <laughs> over low-key, long, chronic pain any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Paul? Well, it, it sure put the hurt on our – we were trying to play golf regularly, and but until – uh, I guess August of last year, we had to hang it up. Yeah, I hit. I was swinging a uh, fairway wood, and I came through. I was on a par five, and I was trying to make it to the green. I didn't have a chance to even get close, yet I thought I could. <laughs> and I came through, and I hit the dirt, and my club didn't make it the rest of the way around. My knee buckled, and uh, that was the start of it. I'm not sure that was the cause of it, but that was that was the big moment. But I haven't swung a golf club since. Wow, wow. Well, you're asking mine, and I've had, you know, through the years, gosh, I'm 63, so there's been a lot of odds and ends. Probably uh, one that, you know, definitely required surgery was just my my torn ACL. And uh, I'd love to be able to say I was playing professional football or something like that. It was playing football, but it was flag football. And I was was lined up on the line to try to do a a little spinneroo to get in there, and I did the spin, and... My cleats must have dug in the ground. Was it grass or turf? It was uh, grass. Mm. And so I saw out of the corner of my eye, my knee do some unnatural uh, bend. And I went to the ground and grabbed my knee. And I looked at it, and it looked okay. So I tried to get up, and it wasn't holding anything. I went crashing back down. So I got that done. That was actually back in 07. And... um, 
So, so yeah. Okay, so today's subject is how does your faith affect what you do as a financial planner? How does it affect Paul as a financial planner? How does it affect Garrett as a financial planner? So when I say faith, uh, Garrett and I are both Christians. If, if you want to know what that is, give us a call, 865-770-5031. It's not, it has nothing to do with a political party or the fact that we're Americans or any of that stuff. No donations. No, no. Uh, but I could spend all 20 minutes talking about the gospel, but I, I specifically wanted to talk about how our belief in Christ and what He's done in our lives, how that affects our day to day. Yeah, and I could probably start off if you wanted me to. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and you, you you pitched the idea of doing this, and I, you know, when you pitched it, I was like, man, that's going to be a, kind of a hard one to, you know, just hop on the radio and tell, you know, however many people are listening exactly how that works, uh, because like everything with with. Uh, you know our faith and Christianity. There, there's so many times you just want to pause and you want to clarify to make sure that people don't misunderstand where you're coming from. And uh, I think we've probably got like 20 minutes today. But uh, when you said, "Hey, let's do this," I, um, I really felt like one of the things without really going too far into the, like the theology hole. But as a Christian, uh, in the early books of the Bible, you probably heard the story, but God creates man. In fact, he creates man and woman, Adam and Eve. And uh, there's this term in the theology world, they call it Imago Dei. And uh, I picked this up years ago. I don't, it could have been through you, Paul. It could have been through Eve and my wife. Uh, but somewhere along the way, uh, somebody told me about this idea of Imago Dei, and I think that just means the image of God and maybe Latin or uh, mm-hmm. some other yep. language. Yep. But basically the idea is that when God created Adam and Eve and all the people that followed them, he created them in the image of God and imputed to God's creation is the immeasurable worthiness of his creation. And so to be made in the image of God, uh, it, it really puts fuel inside mm, of me. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not this quick, you know, you build a fire and you try to throw some leaves on there and they burn mm. up real fast mm. and, you know, they mm. don't actually light the fire for very mm. long. Or if you do get something going, it just takes forever. Uh, but then when you stick one of those fat woods or kerosene or gas on, it's like your mm. fire is going to get mm-hmm. going. And uh, this Imago Day principle really... Uh, it just provides fuel for my working life. That, so how does it do that? So um, I have this really wonderful position at work and probably doesn't get mimicked by a lot of people. Uh, and, uh, you know, I get to have very wealthy, successful people sit across my desk and they tell me their life story. And, uh, you know, as a 20-something-year-old getting into this industry, it was like, Wow. I had never thought about that, you know, whether it's real estate or whether it's just saving or spending less than you earn. Mm. These people tell you how they were able to accumulate Mm -hmm. their wealth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of them have a little luck go their way, too. But they were making good decisions. Mm -hmm. And as a 20-year-old getting into the industry, it was like, 
everybody should sit behind the desk and listen to these people. But, uh, and so it's, I think it's really easy culturally. It's really easy individually to look at the people that are successful and have some power and think, I want to help them. Mm -hmm. I want them to be a client Mm -hmm. and I want them to like me. And when they Mm -hmm. call it, you pick up that phone with a little extra vigor and Mm -hmm. excitement Mm -hmm. because, uh, they're, they're, they're a big prospect or a big client and wouldn't it be wonderful to work with them? Uh, but, this idea that everybody has immeasurable worth associated with them helps me uh, with all types of people, not just wealthy people, but people who have made all the wrong decisions in life. And even as a 20-year-old, I was thinking, well, I don't know if you probably should have done that. You know, There's some pride built in there. But the idea is that you can quickly start uh, – thinking less of somebody that you can think they're not worth as much because they didn't make a right decision. And I feel like this idea that uh, people have this immeasurable, uncountable worth, mm. it helps me put people on a level playing mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brings mm-hmm. the wealthy and successful mm-hmm. down low, and it mm-hmm. brings the people that haven't made good decisions as high as the other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of uh, phone calls with, with existing clients and prospects and, you know, some people that, you know, they're, they're vendors for different companies that mm-hmm. we, they aren't even clients. There's mm-hmm. people that we work and know with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, it, I, uh, there, there are some days that, that work is harder and there are some days that work are easier. But when, but when I remind myself that even people that disagree with me, uh, are worth my time and attention. Mm. Uh, it, it honestly, it does. It does wonders for the relationship itself. Mm. It, people, mm. uh, people enjoy mm. being talked mm. to, mm-hmm. like they're worth the time to listen mm. to. Mm. And if they do share a mistake or something they've done, they, they, they want to feel heard and listened to. And mm. so, you know, I guess maybe that's a pretty small sliver, mm. but. But treating people with respect, it doesn't mean you can't disagree with people. Mm. It doesn't mean that you can't take a stand mm. uh, when somebody's doing something wrong. Mm. But it still doesn't mean you – it means that you can disagree with somebody mm. but still have them feel uh, like they're worth your time. Yeah, very good. So good. So 865-770-5031. Feel free to give us a call if you've got questions about any of this stuff we're talking about. So – for me, the uh, several things that you mentioned kind of triggered some thoughts in my mind, but I'm going to try to focus on a, just a, a couple things. One would be uh, kind of the the inward effect that my faith has on me in terms of my motivation, and then the other one would be the kind of the outworking of it, the way I would relate to people and that type of thing. And they're both tied together. Mm-hmm. And so um, if the gospel's true, which I believe it is, you know, the gospel says that I'm way more uh, uh, flawed and sinful than I could ever even imagine. Yet, I'm more loved and accepted than I ever dared hope. And so what that does for me is it brings um, a humility on the one hand, because I'm Again, I'm so messed up. He had to live, a, Christ had to live a perfect life and die as my substitute to fix my mess. Yet, he loved me so much that he was glad to do that for me. Well, that, that 
gives me a humility on the one hand, but it fills me with confidence on the other hand. Yeah, sure. And I was, I was just thinking, uh, I, I think for, for, the, for the listener out there, it's interesting how what you just described. I mean, it, it, in one sense, it can be for the client that's in front of you in a meeting, but really it's kind of bigger as a company ethos. And even when we're in team meetings, you know, I think we're uh, at, a, at a wonderful spot with Providence Advisors Group. But uh, when we talk about, you know, the future, it's not always how big can we get this thing to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I remember when we first came on, or when I first came on 10 years ago, you used to tell people, you know, we never want to be the biggest, but we want to be the most trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that's like a bumper sticker for the way that you've built our company. That, And even really in the environment in which I'm growing up in this business, uh, I'm 36, my, my goal with Providence in the next 20 years is not to have... S- 50 employees and be, you know, multi-state, but it's really to be uh, really honoring in all the client relationships that we have to make them feel like we're playing an integral part in their life, that we're helpful. Uh, And you may have different plans for yourself or, you know, future, but for me, I love being in meetings with actual clients. The Mm. idea Mm. for me one day to have three or four people like me that I'm managing and it's becoming more of a, you know, a business thing. You know, mm. I, I don't daydream about that stuff. Mm. I, I, I get fuel from working with people, building relationships with people and, uh, you know, really getting to a level where, where mm. people trust one another. And, uh, so I was just thinking our business building in and of itself is affected by that too. Yeah. That's one of the things I admire about you, Garrett is, is, on the one hand, you've put in the work. You you know you're you have a degree in electrical engineering. You're a certified financial planner. You know more about social security than anybody within 500 miles of here. You you have the resources to be able to drill down into almost any financial question and to be able to provide helpful answers. But the way you do it in being just warm and cordial and careful with clients. It really is evidence of God's grace in your life. And so Dorothy Sayers uh, had this quote. She said, work is the gracious expression of creative energy in the service of others. Uh, And then my hero, Tim Keller, used to say that work is rearranging the raw material of a particular domain to draw out its potential for the flourishing of everyone. And I, I just say, bring that back into kind of language. Cause I know for me, we've talked about this through the years where, you know, some people have hard jobs out there, right? And yep, when you yep. tell that to somebody who's doing backbreaking work, it's a little bit harder to hit home than somebody that has a, you know, a job that they love. But I, I know for me, hearing you maybe say what you're about to say has really kind of flipped this idea of work and toil uh, to be something that is good. <laughs> yeah, whether you are a listener who who uh, who waits tables, maybe you're a mom changing diapers, uh, or or maybe you're an engineer at an Oak Ridge and and you're creative, creating things. And you know, there's challenges in every job. Every job is has really difficult things. And but if you if you take that job and you realize that 
what you're doing, like one of the things I love at Fort Sanders uh, Health and Fitness where I work out is that the people that work there are friends of mine and some of the ones that actually do the dirty work of cleaning up. I love telling them, hey, thanks for keeping us out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. If you weren't doing what you're doing, we would be in the hospital pretty quick. And so seeing that dignity of work and what people can do. And that's one of the reasons I I have no aspirations really of retiring. I mean, I'm working less perhaps, you know, Um, but, but I, you know, I I really do like what I do. And so um, this, this idea of really helping people flourish financially. So we're trying to draw them out about their situation and legally, we have to be fiduciaries. And so a fiduciary, somebody who's faithful, is, is they're trying to know people's situation so well that they're making decisions the way that they would if they knew everything that we knew. In other words, we're trying to get into their situation. So we don't want to put our values on them. We want to, to let our values, let our faith then help us help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Yeah, and I think, I think that can be sometimes uh, misinterpreted. Uh, and I, I think if you probably went in 20 different advisors' offices that, you know, said our values, you know, lead our yeah. – you're going to see different expressions of that. And, uh, I, you know, I really do hold uh, – to a really high level, the importance of, and we, we've talked about this in other uh, radio shows and podcasts, but, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, but not all my clients are. And what they're wanting is good financial advice. They're, they're not signing up uh, for me to preach to them. <laughs> preach to them, yeah. And so I, I really hide in a, at a whole, at a, at a very high level to, uh, have my faith impact those areas that don't encroach upon their values or their goals. And so yes. that, that helps me go the extra mile yes. for them. It helps me not get as frustrated if they're, if, if they're having a difficult time with something, it helps me uh, want to do the right thing yes. and to have integrity, but it's, it's not driven by, if I do all these things, then they'll see that they need to be a Christian. You know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. two different motives. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I, I really feel like as a financial planner, uh, my, I, I just have to be careful with that line, just like any other thing, whether you hold a mortgage on your house or you don't or you pay it off. I have personal beliefs about that, but I also realize other people have differing opinions. Exactly. People that I know and love have yeah, different opinions exactly. of that. And so... Uh, but that still doesn't – at the same time, how this interacts with a discussion like that is I will listen to them and I will give them the benefit of the doubt that their idea comes from a good place and is important to them. And so maybe that's not the route I would go, but let's give them time and attention. Exactly. And, and that, that is that's such a helpful point. And, you know um, – it, it's interesting. At the very beginning, you talked about Adam and Eve, and uh, I heard an illustration recently that I'll share briefly, and that is, well, first, when they, when when they ate the fruit of that tree, 
what did they do? Well, the Bible says that they hid. And that's what we still do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can hide from ourselves. We can hide from each other. Or, you know, we can uh, hide the truth. I, I know some people that won't go see a financial advisor because they're just scared of what, I don't want them to see what, what a mess I've made or whatever. Uh, I haven't been keeping track or whatever. And one of the things I love about what we do is we can just set people free from that. Don't worry, you know, because everything's confidential. It's just just me and Garrett, and that's it. We're the only people that are going to know. And um, and so they hid, and we hid, hid from ourselves, hid from others, hid from God. Um, and and then what does God do? Well, God in that passage it says that He then sought them, and then that's what God does. He 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 seeks. Uh, he seeks people, and I, I love that about him. Um, and so the other thing, I'll close with this, um, and it's also from uh, kind of Adam and Eve that God said to Eve, he said, well, really he said to both of them, he said to Adam and to Eve, obey me in regards to this tree and you will live and they didn't, and they, they died spiritually and physically. And then hundreds of years later, uh, Jesus Christ was in another garden. The first garden was sunny and bright and happy and everything, you know, no problems. In, in the garden Christ was in, it was dark, and it was, it was a, a gloomy night. And God said, obey me with regards to the tree, the tree meaning the cross, Mm -hmm. and I will crush you. And he did obey, and he was crushed, and he was crushed for you and me. And so that, for me, that melts my heart. So when people come into our lobby, it, it makes me want to love them and care for them the way that Christ has cared for me. And so... I know that might sound a, a, a little bit strange, but it also wants, I know it causes you and it causes me too, to kind of go the extra mile to dig in and find that solution that can be most appropriate and and, and not telling them anything about, you know, that I'm a Christian. I don't need to tell them that. We're talking about it on the show here today. Yeah, and I would just, my short sentence, I, I'm generous with my, I'm more generous with my time and efforts because they're worth it exactly exactly well let's close with that good to be with you guys we'll talk to you next week thank you for listening to making finances easier don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan for more information please contact paul cochran garrett crawford or bruce landis at providence wealth management call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy 
accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.